Mortal Kombat, a game so violent and bloody that it resulted in the invention of the ESRB. Can our hosts make a story of all these blood, guts, and strange interdimensional tournaments? Find out on this episode of Game Reel. Welcome to Game Reel. I am your host, Cassidy Easton, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts. I'm Matt. I'm, I'm Annika. And this is a show where we three college grads, we talk about video games and write movies about them and remember film school and what it was like. And animation school. An overarching art school that did us dirty. <laughs> um, and today we're talking about Mortal Kombat. Um, Mortal Kombat is a fighting game, ultra-violent. It was, it was uh, first came out in 1992, very popular, but uh, not popular with parents. Parents were very upset with how bloody and gory this game was. And uh, it resulted in the creation of the ASRB which is how we rate video games today. Tell you if there's um, titties or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, except parents in Mortal Kombat were less mad about titties and more mad about blood and guts, uh, which there is a lot of in this game, as uh, there have been something like... There's at least 10 games, probably a little more than that. There, are, No, there's at least 11, and uh, they all get even wilder and crazier with their plots, and the gore. The gore is cartoonish at this point. The signature thing about Mortal Kombat being that every fight, if you remember a correct combination of buttons, could end in a very, very gruesome, cartoonish, violent finisher where the opponent is ripped limb from limb or like very creatively dissected. And yeah, that's basically Mortal Kombat. I'm not going to go into the plot. The plot is something else i have played one mortal kombat game actually no i've played two one of them was the most recent one mortal kombat 11 crazy game has time travel doesn't make any sense uh and then i've played uh the the first one at barcade while i was drunk so i don't really remember it i remember i was bad at it and i didn't know any of the fatalities so it was just kind of anticlimactic every time uh have you guys played or interacted with Mortal Kombat in any way. Um, whichever one has the Xenomorph from Alien, <laughs> I played that one. And I only played that one character. <laughs> pretty rad. Nice. It's pretty rad. Your Xenomorph and, main. Yeah, and now that you mention it, I may have also played at Barcade with you, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is Not true. Sure. We might we may have even faced each other in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. I played the same Mortal Kombat that you played, Cassidy, and actually we I don't know if you remember, we faced each other. I remember, and, yeah. And I only played Scarlet. <laughs> Scarlet's awesome. Yeah. I just like her giant whip. Um mm-hmm. and I feel like I you definitely have more experience, but I feel like I held my own. It was I probably won forty percent of the the one V ones we did. Yeah, I'm not a big fighting game guy. I've mm-hmm. only ever played like Smash Bros and Mortal Kombat and that's it. I don't 
I'm I'm basically all I do is button mash. So it was really just luck that I ever beat anyone. So we all have some experience with Mortal Kombat. What are your guys' favorite characters? Who do you main or just enjoy the design of? Um, I have a long list in, in me notes. Oh, if, really? If guys, yes, I do. Okay, go for it. All right. So I, uh, I was going through a lot of all the old classic fatalities, and I watched through all the ones from the most recent one. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Rain as he is purple because purple yeah. rain because he's a prince reference oh, awesome really? oh yeah he is that. it was prince's um the anniversary of his death a few days ago too which is a neat coincidence and like during one of his fatalities mm-hmm. he did like a little like bohemian rhapsody pose and like a bunch of like other <laughs> hymns appeared out of nowhere it was i i really enjoyed the whole like musical thing and like his whole water bending shit's pretty rad melina was cool because you know a smile goes a long way, you know? Really nice mm-hmm. smile. I appreciate that. Shiva, who's a big lady, fan of that. <laughs> uh, Reptile, who's green, scorpion, and sub-zero, and his head turns into a lizard, and he has a long tongue. And <laughs> I know you and Stina don't like him, but I really like Johnny Cage. I think he's fucking <laughs> awesome. I think his whole, like, backstory where he's like, oh, I'm not even a good fighter. I'm just, like, trying to, like help my failing career. I think that's fucking hilarious. And all his fatalities from the new game are really cool and creative, the way they, like, break the fourth mm-hmm. wall and, like, they integrate. Like, there's, like, a fucking director on set with them or whatever. And it's, like, uppercut <laughs> thing where he, like, punches multiple heads in the first game. <laughs> that's really funny. But, yeah, all them. And also, of course, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are the coolest. I will just say I have one favorite. I like all of them. They're all cool-looking. My favorite one, Devora. She is my favorite character. I really enjoy her design. She's like this insectoid woman with uh, like wings, and she's got these four like spider arms that come out of her back that she like stabs people with, and she like barfs up insects and shoots giant ones out of her body. But yeah, anyway, Devora. She's a bug lady. She's cool. She's in both of my pitches. I really love her. Also, honorable mention, Freddy Krueger. I definitely have been, like, have recently been practicing and playing as her, and I've memorized her fatalities. I know them now. I like the one where she vomits into the guy's mouth, and then they turn into a bug inside them, and she rips the head off, and then a bug head comes out. Yeah. They were all really fucking gross. Like, I... (laughs) She, yeah, all all of the fatalities in the new game are just really gross. Uh, do you have a favorite character, Annika? Yes, my f- I, I said my favorite is Scarlet. I like the design of her. Mm-hmm. She's she's uh, very sexy. And <laughs> <laughs> I think her fatality is just really fun. She just, like, rips some... She'll just rip your head off, and there's blood everywhere, and it's very gory, and it's very Mortal Kombat. And mm-hmm. I also just think she was the most fun to play. I like her giant whip. Yeah, she's got those cool, like, blood-bending powers. Mm-hmm. I just gravitate to her. I like her. Oh, yeah. We haven't done this in a really long time because we haven't, like, done a game that has a movie that exists already. Mm. But this oh, yeah. is where we talk about the movie that we watched. We watched... I watched three Mortal Kombat movies. You guys watched two of them. I'm not going to go through them all. Yeah, the first one's not great. It's got, like, Johnny Cage and all them. It's bad. They whitewash like 90% of the characters. 
Mm-hmm. Second one is similar in that degree, but it has way more characters in it, which is kind of fun. And then uh, there's like some really, really bad CGI that like I love. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty great. There were some really good, really bad dragons. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like a bunch of like familiar or familial plot twists where they're like oh yeah i'm your mom or your brother or both Mm -hmm. that one that one's just so out there because it really gets into like the weird like dimensional rifts and like strange shit about mortal Kombat. they like they like totally they totally like discard the uh the premise of like a tournament or anything yeah and anyway that's the second movie and we all watched the newest movie it can <laughs> it comes out today as of this recording we all watched mm. it totally legally yeah we got um, a super exclusive early version yes <laughs> we did not Shout watch out. it on slotslights.com no <laughs> Shout out were... to slotslights you could win <laughs> there money there were... <laughs> there were advertisements throughout for slotslights.com uh win real yeah. money <laughs> we all have real money now. <laughs> yeah, the I don't know. I I despite the shortcomings of the way we watched it, um I I was kind of bored by the movie. It was kind of dark and not as fun as Mortal Kombat is. I I had a good time seeing like some characters I recognized. I was happy Kung Lao was there. <laughs> I missed him. I like his razor hat. I was like really excited for him to cut someone in half with it, and he did. But yeah, I don't know. It was it was just kind of boring and didn't make any sense. Scorpion was a dilf though. Mm-hmm. He was. I was. He wasn't in it enough though. I know. I was sad that he spent all his time in like the Nether Realm, and we didn't get to see him until like the end. Yeah, we had Cole Young or whatever his name was. <laughs> yeah, who is Cole Young is like a f- totally new character. They made him up for the movie. Oh, I he didn't was... realize. Yeah. He was supposed to be the new Scorpion, right? Not even. He's just like he cuz like there was like a plot point about like each person who enters Mortal Kombat gets like a dragon birthmark and they develop some kind of power. Kano had laser eye, Sonya eventually had laser fist, and Cole Young's power was invincible shirt. He he manifested like an invincible invincible shirt and like not not an amazing movie. I'm sure the effects would look a lot better. Uh, will look a lot better if you watch them on HBO Max today. <laughs> but I don't know. The movie for me personally wasn't good enough for me to want to rewatch it. Yeah. It was pretty bland. It was, though I, I would like to see how the, the fight scenes were actually supposed to look like and not like mostly a black screen. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I really love to see what it looked like when Sub-Zero ripped Jax's arms off. Oh yeah, that looks, that, in my mind it looks cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, I am just, I, I'm assuming he's ripping his arms off right now. It made me really like not like Kano, like as I was watching him in like, the fatalities and stuff i was like oh this seems kind of cool too bad i don't want to find anything out about him anymore because he was just like a racist douchebag yeah i mean movie. kano in the games is pretty much the way he is in the movies he's just kind of a shitty aussie with a laser eye sad 
Do y'all have any other thoughts about the the movies that we watched? I didn't win real money. I did go on the the shady website. I think it was just <laughs> oh, no, mining for my information the whole time because it never loaded. Oh no! Well, let's take our minds off not having any real money from Slotlight.com, <laughs> and uh, let's get into the pitches, shall we? Do you guys want to share your pitches first? I wouldn't mind going first. While these two ninjas start out giving each other the cold shoulder. The multiverse's most dangerous tournament is the perfect place to give new meaning to Scorpion's get over here, wink. Um, Go on. I don't know if you could tell, but it is a enemies to lovers story Mm -hmm. about Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Because when we were joking about um, them being like roommates on the side or whatever, Mm -hmm. it really got me thinking. And I was reading the backstories. I mostly just read theirs because theirs are the most interesting. Mm -hmm. And it was like this whole thing about how like Sub-Zero was framed into into Scorpion thinking that Sub-Zero killed his whole family. And so he kills him. And then, like, Sub-Zero comes back to life, and, like, there's, like, his younger brother who becomes Sub-Zero, and he's like, oh, I swear to protect you from the evil guys at the tournament or whatever, because I feel guilty for killing your brother, and then his brother comes back as, like, a zombie thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, wow, this is very dramatic. <laughs> and they should, they should do the do. They should kiss. They should kiss. <laughs> he should, at the end of, if we choose this pitch, at the end mm-hmm. of the movie, Scorpion should, like, use his whippy thing to pull him over and you're like oh no he's gonna kill him and he pulls him over into a kiss <gasps> end credits um he should you know s- should definitely save his life that way and sub-zero's let one of his legs should be up a little bit you know to show yeah. that it's true love <laughs> so that's wait my he pitch. does like the little like heel pop <laughs> yeah you know you know in like the yeah. movies when it's like yes you know, yeah. What's that? The, what's that movie with um Anne Hathaway where she does that? I don't know. Um, uh, it, is it Ella Enchanted? Movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all right. We have talked about Ella Enchanted in like almost every episode lately. Have we really? Like the last five episodes have had Ella Enchanted reference. No way. Yeah. Really? Well, it's because it's just such thought an I should movie. share that with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I'd be how I'd be fine going next. I have a pretty short pitch. Mortal Kombat, a journey back to our childhoods. Basically, mm. I was like, I feel like in the Mortal Kombat movies that we watched, they all mm-hmm. have felt very similar to each other. Like, character wise, thematically, they're not really doing anything like new, like, mm-hmm. which is, it's fine. Like, it's, it's fun enough for like a silly, like, fighting blockbuster movie. But my, my thought is, what if we set up like a Teen Titans type situation where we have all of these like iconic Mortal Kombat characters come together as teenagers who are like living <laughs> living oh together in a God. Mortal Kombat hype house and <laughs> they're like fighting crime together as mm-hmm. as young teens and i imagine it would be i don't know like a probably animated in some way i dig that yeah. i think <laughs> it's very i think good. the thing but just like high school and goofy is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite subgenres. yes yeah. definitely, like, definitely high school and, and goofy actually i was kind of when i was thinking about it i was kind of inspired by um the like very silly plot lines of that 
zombie dating simulator game that we played. Oh, um, Monster High? Monster High. Not Monster oh, High. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. No, it's Monster Prom. Monster Prom, yes, that is the name. I was thinking it would be kind of in the vein of that, where it's, like, mm-hmm. very goofy and silly, but there's kind of darker stuff going on. Yeah, um, there's blood and they kill. There's blood yeah. and they kill, and they also <laughs> kiss. And yeah. the prom is tomorrow. Baraka <laughs> really wants a kiss, but he has no lips, only giant sharp teeth. <laughs> but that's okay, so does Melina. Oh, and maybe they can sorry, maybe they can fight each other like they do in Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> in like a in like a children's Hunger Games esque yeah. death match. Oh my god, the gym class is just them practicing <laughs> fatalities on each other. <laughs> All right, this is too... I have to say my pitches before I get too attached to this one. Go, go, go. Um, I also, in the spirit of uh, of Mortal Kombat and how they replace every C word with a K, I have also done that. Anything that has a C in it has a K in it now. So this is a gory horror comedy. Devorah dreams of conquering Earthrealm, but a severe lack of giant killer bugs and a habitat destruction stands in her way. It's up to Devorah to save the Earth's environment in order to achieve her dream of insectoid domination. I was thinking of calling this one Devorah's Big Day Out. I was thinking like Psycho Gorman type vibes where it's like everyone is dressed like a Power Rangers villain. The ba- Without spoiling anything about Psycho Gorman, the plot is that a little girl gains control of like this evil intergalactic death god and he wants to like destroy the, the world and he's like definitely evil, but you're rooting for them because it's a very sweet relationship between the little girl and the death god mm. and you know it's also very funny and silly and very stupid. So that's what I was kind of thinking for, for this movie where it's like we want Devorah to destroy the world and take it over with insects. But she can't do that until she saves the environment. Other Mortal Kombat characters would probably be in this one, but Devorah is the main star. So it's like Captain Planet, but yeah. not. Yeah, it's Captain Planet, but instead insects take over the world. Oh, so she and has replace to humans. She has to rehabilitate the environment in order to like mm-hmm. create a world that can sustain her insect babies. Yes. Oh, that's exactly. so fun. So what do we think, Kings? What should we what should we do here? I want my saucy gay fan fiction. <laughs> I do too. I think that has to work its way <laughs> into whatever we we write. We it's could too saucy. We could fully just do a story about that or we could integrate it into one of the other stories around here. I'm fine with either. I think having like the whole romantic subplot would work well in the teen combat. That is true. That is true. High school is a time of, of uh, love and <laughs> love and violence. I guess. <laughs> I have a question. Are we just gonna posit this as like a an alternate universe where all of them go to high school together in like, uh, uh like a, a a mesh realm sort of like interdimensional high school, or do they all start out separate as their own like? fully formed adults that are then transformed into teenagers and sent to high school by some like chaos god or something i think we're in like a weird pocket dimension that is like a school that exists on like a floating rock in nether space (laughs) yeah and they're all just teenagers together and like you don't you just kind of don't question it i have like everything's just like super ridiculous you know (laughs) like everyone's backstories are the same like yeah um, 
It like, could... Sub-Zero still might have killed all of Scorpion's family. And he's like, fuck, he's so hot, though. I think, well, no, I think we should have the, oh, man, what is the Sub-Zero's name? Not Bihan, the new one, the young one. Oh, let me look it up. Sub-Zero's name? Quayla. Uh, it's, oh. yeah. Yeah, I think we should have him as the Sub-Zero that is in this. And I think we should have Bihan as Noob Saibot. Yes, which is also the best name ever. Yeah, right? I don't know why he's called that, but I love it. He's like the evil older brother. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh my god, yeah, he's like a dickhead older brother, and like, and and they had definitely had that relationship with each other, and so there's always subs, you're like, fucking stop! Leave me alone, (laughs) Behan! God! He's like, I told Um, you to call me noob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I kind of had this, like, picture in my mind of like so the the villain of mortal kombat 11 is this like time goddess named uh chronica and her whole thing is like the whole the whole reason that mortal kombat 11 happens is that raiden does some dumb shit and becomes evil and so she's like well fuck this i'm just gonna i'm just gonna remake time and i'm just gonna make it in my image and so she gets this like artifact and just goes crazy mm-hmm. so what if we open this movie with like Chronica is like about to unleash her whole evil plan and all of like the people who are present for Mortal Kombat 11 are like there and they're fighting with each other and they're about to like try and get her and like stop her Mm. and then she does this magic spell that just sends them all to high school and now all of a sudden they're in high school and they're being like ordered around by like teachers and like they have to they have to like go to high school and figure out how to get out. Yes. Also, I think she should be like the hard ass principal. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. They <laughs> see her. They're like, "It's her. Get her!" And it's like, "Ah, uh-uh, you're going to detention, young man." Garrus, Vice Principal Garrus, put send these twerps to detention. And then Garrus shows up, and he's just the same as he is in the game. Just a <laughs> giant, like shirtless, muscular robot time man. Hell yeah. Wait. Is is. I almost feel like this should be something that should be, like, slowly revealed, like, mm-hmm. throughout the course of the movie. Yeah. This is all, like, some, like, weird alternate timeline. Yeah. It just yeah. starts off, like, they're in high school and we're just, we just take it at face value. And then it, as it goes on, we, like, slowly learn that <laughs> Chronica's mm-hmm. cast her spell on them. <laughs> that would be, you know what? I kind of love that. That would be the wildest possible twist to any movie at all (laughs) where it's like the twist was that they were all adults made into teenagers and this isn't just like a what if movie this is just like a a canonical thing that happens Mm -hmm. we're just like oh my god she made a timeline we were all teenagers what the fuck so then we're, we're we're revealing this over time so the goal is that these kids when they figure out that something's weird that they their goal overall will eventually become to set the timeline right back to when they are like adults yeah why why would Mm -hmm. they want to do that though because they're nerds and outcasts and they're on like the lower food chain of like the high school system except johnny cage johnny cage is like a jock and he loves Mm -hmm. it so he doesn't want them to change it back i I actually kind of love that i love we should have like nerd and outcast characters that like want to change things back to how they were because that means they're cool adults with powers who are saving the world instead of like like you know shitheads that nobody cares about 
and the people that are in their way are also people who have been turned into like high schoolers, but they're like jocks and bullies and shit. Like Shao, Shere- like Shao Kahn is definitely like like a, a Letterman jacket wearing <laughs> jock who like has a hammer and just doesn't let anyone fucking near the principal's office because he wants to stay this way because he's still on top of the world even though he's a high schooler. Oh wait, yeah, totally. Who who knows that they've. Do they all know from the get-go that they've been turned into high schoolers, or do some of them not know? I just think, I, I was just going to say, I think they shouldn't know, and they should they should find out somehow. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Can Raiden be, like, a janitor who, like, kind of knows, and he, like, tries oh, to warn yes. him? Absolutely, He winks at yeah. the camera. <laughs> yeah, his, yeah, his staff that he uses is now a mop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he still has the hat. Oh, of course. Raiden can't not have his cool hat. Right, but the rest of it, he's in, like, janitor jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And he's still got the glowing eyes. Yeah. I think the movie should start on, like, obviously first day of school. Oh, yeah, everyone's carpooling and getting dropped off. Yes, everyone's getting dropped off by their parents, first day of school. Can they, like, all still be in, like, their sort of, like, their regular uniforms, except, like, they're mm-hmm. in, like, high school clothes, but, like, Scorpion still has his mask and oh. shit. Yeah. But he's just like in like whatever like teenagers wear. I think I think that they all are wearing what they are wearing in like the games, but like a like a reimagined like high schooler clothes kind of version of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like imagining like Danny Phantom, but with Scorpion's head on him, but still like a lanky <laughs> teenager body. Who do we think should be our group of teenagers that we are, you know? following around i know scorpion and sub-zero definitely Mm -hmm. they should definitely not like each other but have secret feelings for one another Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um let's get your bug girl in there devora wait you think devora wants to save i was kind of picturing her as being one of the villains is she like a cheerleader yeah (laughs) i was kind of picturing her as like a goth girl or something but (laughs) goth girls are like lower food chain though well, that's the thing, yeah. right? Devorah's yeah. whole thing is survival. Like in her in her backstory, like she is like the last like remnants of like her species, and mm-hmm. everything she does, all of her motivations are entirely like whatever she thinks will make the hive survive. So, oh. she, like, I think her motivation for wanting to stay in this world and like be against our characters is that she thinks that if she stays in this timeline, that her hive will survive and so she's just like no we're not going back to that timeline chronica will kill us if we go back there we're staying here the hive is surviving fuck you nerd i'm gonna put you in the toilet Mm -hmm. (laughs) um the hive surviving definitely sounds like head cheerleader type shit oh my god all right you've convinced me she's a cheerleader yeah Mm mm-hmm also, I'd like to clarify that when I said goth girls are at the bottom of the food chain, I mean in camp high school in real life. Yeah, at the no, top, yeah. obviously, <laughs> naturally. In we my all, mind, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a just world, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who are our losers? We got Scorpion, Sub Zero. Should we have Johnny Cage? I think he needs to be in there just because he's such an iconic character. Were we saying that? Johnny Cage would be uh, one of the jocks, though? He could be one of the jocks, but I think if we want him to be a loser, he could be one of the theater kids. I think he's, like, the best theater kid, which Mm -hmm. still makes him a giant nerd. It makes him a giant nerd, 
is not like traditionally nerdy, but people dislike. What if? Yeah. What if in his high school version, he's mm-hmm. he is a very scrawny, like, oh yeah, skinny kid. Mm-hmm. You know, can't fight, mm-hmm. couldn't hold his own. Yeah. And then, and when he sees what he becomes in like the new Mortal Kombat world, he's like, "Dude, yeah, I want to be that guy." <laughs> I have to get back in that. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. So we'll have Johnny Cage. Um, Who are some like misfit toy type characters that we could add to the nerds? Misfit toy type characters. Just like really off to the wayside, you know, not done well by the series at all, and we get to save them right now. Hmm, hmm that's such a good question. So I found a list called the 11 worst characters in Mortal Kombat oh history. God. Hell yes. Totally. Wait, before Late you honest. say anything, I think we should include the centaur. Okay, continue. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's There's like, wait. There's a centaur? What? Yeah, his yeah. name's like Mo- Morato or Mortaro or something. Hang on. Yeah, Motaro. He's really cool. Motaro. Because he's a centaur and it's weird. I like dude, him. Dude, that's that's great because what more do like horse girls and horse boys want to be than a centaur? And exactly. he's like, "Wait, you're telling me in real life I'm a centaur? Like I'll do anything for you guys." <laughs> Wait, is he not going to be like a teen centaur creature? Um, I think he should like be his regular self waist up like mm-hmm. as like the the buff centaur guy, but his With horse horns. legs are gone and he's just like a like scrawny. Like you he know completely what? missed oh, leg day, but was, he's really into horses. I was imagining Wait. him as a, having like a donkey. <laughs> Wait, <body>. okay. <laughs> Wait, okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. read something crazy while I was reading some of the wikis. Yeah. Apparently, and Mortaro is like a, he's like a he's something called a centaurian, but apparently at some point in the lore they had a curse put on them that turned them into minotaurs. So then they only had two legs and their big scorpion tail. And I think that was because, like, there was a game put out where he was in it, but he only had two legs, and the way they explained it was that he just got cursed to be a minotaur. <laughs> so maybe that's what happens in the in the wait, high what? school version. He's got two what? legs in this one, and he looks in the future, and he's like, wait, I've got four legs? What the fuck? That's funny. All right, we got to make it like a deep, like psychological thing. He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, I don't know why, but I wish I had four legs." Yeah, and that's why everyone thinks he's a horse girl, but he's not. He just really wishes he had four legs. Yeah, no, he's definitely a horse girl though. <laughs> yeah, he does love horses. Okay, so we've got Scorpion, Sub Zero, Johnny Cage, Motaro. Oh my God! Wait a minute. What if we have Melina, and she has braces? <laughs> That's good, and that's why she wears the mask. She yeah, still has, she, like, the giant fucking... She still has the giant Tarkatan teeth, but she's, like... <laughs> yeah. she, they, there's braces underneath. Yeah, she's just very self-conscious about the braces. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care that she has giant monster mouth, but the braces yeah. are just, like, a... Who is the protagonist of all these losers? Scorpion. Scorpion? Yeah, I okay, think Scorpion, cool. right? Yeah. Cool. We could have, like, Cabal... And he he's like an asthmatic, but he still wears the crazy like mask and everything. Mm-hmm. He like breathes heavy the whole time. Yeah. All right. So yeah, he has asthma. He like wears like short sleeve button downs with bow ties and shorts. <laughs> but he still's got the mask and the swords. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So, first day of school, perhaps there could be, like, an announcement that they're getting a new principal and vice principal. Sure. And there could be, like, some some curious dialogue being like, I don't know why, but I can't even remember the last principal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was... I was that is good. I was kind of thinking that Sh- uh, Shang Tsung could be the the prior principal that's like stepping down, but I like I like that as like a clue that something's not right here. Mm-hmm. I think Shang Tsung can be like a hard ass teacher. Should there be like some like big school event that we're like working towards, like how the prom was in Monster Prom? I guess we can't do yeah. the prom again as. No. Yeah. But Maybe something. Not. Should it be a fighting tournament? Like wrestling? I like I you know what? I kind of love the idea of like the high school event of this movie being a fighting tournament just to keep yeah. in line with all the Mortal Kombat movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think it just has to be just to stay mm-hmm. in the spirit. Yeah, and all the nerds don't want to do it cuz they don't like they're like dweebs and they don't like fighting. Oh, it's like required for everyone i think that's more of a stressful thing for the nerds than if it Mm -hmm. was like volunteer for like a prize how do we justify chronica wanting to host this tournament do we need to justify it i'm assuming it's just because to entertain herself Mm -hmm. she's already created this ridiculous situation to put all these guys in she's like Mm -hmm. oh let's and she's like a god or whatever, right? Gods are always like, ah, oh, watch the mortals do the thing. <laughs> yeah. It could also be that she's trying to get rid of the ones who want to, to who who might, like, suss this out. And so she, she's making it, like, required for everyone, even the weak-ass dweebs, so that those weak-ass dweebs definitely die. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could see it being the kind of thing where she's maybe trying to figure out who her biggest competitor is. Mm-hmm. And so she mm-hmm. like she needs them to fight each other so she knows who she needs to be wary of. Oh yeah. Like like secretly in her mind she know, or like a secret plot for her is that like whoever wins the tournament she's going to make them fight Garrus and Garrus will just beat them into the dirt because nobody can one on one with Garrus. He's unkillable. Mhm. So there's definitely hints about like weird stuff with the principal. Nobody can remember who the old principal was. Mm-hmm. Janitor Raiden's trying to warn them, but there's always a teacher nearby. Oh yeah, Janitor Raiden's definitely like giving them little like nugs of wisdom. I think he should definitely like try and encourage them to like work together. Yeah, um, he's giving like very choice Uncle Iroh type wiz- words of wisdom to mm-hmm. them the whole time. Yeah. So what is like the first big thing that happens we have we we naturally we introduce all our characters and the dynamics they have with each other Mm -hmm. i think the first big event should be a pop quiz which (laughs) turns out to them just be like fighting each other in class oh my god yeah pop quiz what are your opponent's weaknesses go yeah 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 yeah. that could be Oh, that'd be like social studies or some shit. Not gym specifically, because they just fight in every class. Yeah, no, that should ooh, that should be a clue. There is that. Chronica has mandated that all classes now have to do with fighting each other and learning each other's weaknesses. Ooh, and mm-hmm. 
and like all the kids are some of the kids love it because like they're powerful as hell and they're just like yeah i get to beat down nerds every day for my fucking class this rocks but all the other people are like what the fuck that did our classes used to be like this i don't this is algebra what's going on (laughs) yeah this is english class why am i getting beat up in english class should we start at the first day of school or should we have it kind of be like a flashback where scorpion is kind of narrating that like you know uh school has been kind of like whatever but it's gotten weird ever since that new principal showed up and we honestly couldn't remember we couldn't remember who our old principal used to be but there's this new principal chronica and ever since then we've been having to fight in class all the time and Mm. it's like Maybe not, like, the beginning of school, but, like, later on, where they've been fighting for a while. I think it could be just, like, just after midterms, so, like, finals is, like, rearing its ugly head. Mm, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the finals are the Mortal Kombat. Yes. Are there any, like, choice names for, like, places in Mortal Kombat? I mean, we could just call it Nether Realms High. Yeah, we could. Because okay that, that like the stu- the studio one of the studios that makes Mortal Kombat is Nether Realm. I think Raiden needs to give them some important info, so they have to work towards something. Maybe he's like to Scorpion, like you gotta you gotta form a team. You guys you guys are dweebs. You're not gonna survive this shit. Oh yeah, maybe maybe they're all. Well, maybe not. Okay, who would he be talking to about this? Who is who is Scorpion friends with? Because he has to be talking about this to someone, and I think Raiden should overhear him. Hmm. I don't think he has friends. I think he should have someone, just like one friend, like a Peter Parker and like whatever that kid's name was from Far From Home. Uh, Filipino kid. Yeah, it's yeah. like is his name and Andrew Andy? It's no. like wasn't those... it Ned? Wait. It was Ned. You're right. It should be kind of like that dynamic where it's just two characters who are both losers. Mm-hmm. And they don't have anyone else. Because that's kind of how Peter and Ned were. Oh. Could it be Scorpion and Melina? Just so we get some girl some girl boss energy in there. <laughs> some girl bossing <laughs> happening in this uh, just, in this I movie. I think we just need a girl. Yeah. So Scorpion and Melina are like friends. They, you know, don't talk mm-hmm. to anyone else. They don't like this whole fighting thing. They're lab partners. They're la- <laughs> absolutely yes. <laughs> they they cook together in home ec, or they used to when home ec taught cooking. Neither um, of them like taking their masks off. Exactly <laughs> yes. Um, Scorpion because he wants to look like a ninja and Melina. Oh, because dude, of her Scorpion's. Braces scorpion's totally like one of those kids who wears his hoodie up like indoors in class yeah he should i was also gonna say he should be like an anime kid who loves naruto he loves naruto his like whole thing his whole thing about wearing that like mask is he's like really into anime and like the (laughs) Mm -hmm. one like some made-up one where they wear masks like that those two talk about how they don't like the new the way things are now raiden overhears them and maybe they're like talking about how there's going to be a final and they're like super not prepared for the final because they're definitely going to die during the final do they all just accept that death is like a potential outcome of this fight i guess they do they don't really question it 
Yeah. Well, ooh, maybe maybe the next scene after like we are introduced to everybody and like introduced to the fact that there's new faculty and like new ways of doing things that nobody really questions. Well, the teachers don't question anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe we maybe the next scene is midterms and the midterms is like practice fights mm. and it's like a practice tournament mm-hmm. and like everyone does the practice tournament but nobody dies but like it's made explicitly clear it's like this is practice the 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 finals will be real life so in the finals fucking goro's not gonna hold back he's gonna rip you in half really because i feel like during this whole movie people are like hella dying in the hallways as we speak <laughs> <laughs> you think so i think so yeah and they're oh like God. i mean i don't really want to be like that you know i imagine like like the lot people are just like shoving each other in lockers like not entire body like their arms get cut off like when the doors get slammed you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the I halls like are just that. splattered with blood so are you kind of like kind of picturing like the fatal blow attacks from mortal Kombat, like the newer ones where it's like you can do a fatal blow that plays this really crazy animation of like fatal attacks happening to a character, but if it doesn't bring their life bar all the way down, they just get back up again. Sure, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, like an example of that is like uh, fucking Katana has a fatal blow attack in Mortal Kombat 11 where she like throws both of her knives at like uh, a person and they stick into like their chest and then she jumps and pounds them deeper into her chest and she yeah. like knocks them up into the air stabs the knives into like their throat and then yeah. throws them down on the ground throws the knives into the back of their head and then just stomps on the knives so they go like through the person's eyes yeah but they're not dead but they're not dead no they come back to life they're like yeah right i think kids should just be like walking around with like missing like eyes like coming out of their skulls and like knives stuck to them mm-hmm. and they're like oh what happened to you and it's like oh fucking katana dude <laughs> yeah okay so who there should definitely be a nurse that can heal like they're just going to the nurse basically mm-hmm. okay cool i like that i think it maybe is not told to the to the kids but i think finals should be fatal that should be something the kids learn and they're like oh shit if we don't ace these finals we're gonna die and then they eventually learn about the time thing it's like wait we in order to like not do the finals we could like stop this time thing from happening is Mm -hmm. this like the kind of thing where if you die in the game you die in real life so if they're killed in this dimension then they also like don't like disappear in their original dimension as their original form well that's the thing it's time travel so we can kind of say whatever the hell we want also people like die in portal combat and get resurrected as like rates and shit true Like, that's that's noob's whole thing. Yeah. He's like and a in, dead Sub-Zero. Yeah, and in Mortal Kombat 11, a bunch of characters come back to life just by virtue of being taken from a different timeline and put in this one. <laughs> okay, so Raiden dispenses some knowledge after Melina and Scorpion complain to each other about not liking these, like, new finals and how bad they did on the, uh, the midterms. <gasps> I mm-hmm. should... In the midterms, should Scorpion and Sub Zero fight each other? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. maybe yes, we establish that early on. Mm-hmm. Then they, what do they do next? They look for other losers. Maybe Melina, maybe Melina doesn't understand the beef between Sub Zero and Scorpion, and she like reaches out to Sub Zero first. 
I think Sub-Zero should be the last uh, person that they pick up. Like, he's the hardest one to crack. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they go to him first, and he's like, no, you killed my douchebag older brother. <laughs> you killed my cool older brother. Now this is my douchebag dead older brother. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. You're absolutely right. So then who do they go to first? Also, I think there should be, a, like, a subplot with Sub-Zero and Noob. Mm-hmm. Where, like, maybe Noob's not going to protect Sub-Zero like he thought he would. And that will be part of why he joins the group. Oh, yeah. Who's the dweebious one? Because I think the Come first on. one should be, like, the major dweeb who, like, is easy to pick up on their thing. And they just got to take him because they don't have much of a choice. Yeah. I think it should be Cabal. I agree. So they, they pick up Cabal, who is very eager to join them because Cabal has no friends, absolutely. Yeah, he has a all. pocket protector. <laughs> yeah and then after that maybe motaro they gotta then... go to equestrian club <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um and then the heart it gets harder with johnny cage because he's a theater kid yeah so he's like almost popular he's almost popular but there are lots of people who don't like him but they just don't tell him mm. mm-hmm so how do they get Johnny Cage? I think this should be part of like their quest is like acquiring these people. I think Cabal and Motaro, easy. Yeah. Johnny Cage hard, Sub-Zero hardest. Well, Johnny's thing is that he just wants to be the most popular and like he wants attention. So mm. if he were to like rise out of like the ranks of loserdom into beating all the jocks, that would make him like the most popular kid in school. Mm, yeah. Also, maybe they, there's, like, a musical coming up and, like, Johnny didn't get the lead part. And they're like, oh, also, we'll, like, kill this guy. And oh, you could yeah. be the lead. That, okay, I think that actually works. Yeah. I think that like, actually like, works. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it could definitely be, like, that scene in Mad Max where Furios is trying to convince Max to let her into the big rig. Mm-hmm. And she says all this shit to him and he just doesn't care. And she's just like, do you want that thing off your face? And he, like, lets her in. Like, it should be kind of like that, where mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. like, try to tell him a bunch of stuff that they think he wants to hear, and then yeah. th- and then eventually they're just like, we'll kill the, the lead of the musical. Yeah. <laughs> we'll kill Rain so you could be Troy Bolton in our <laughs> high school edition of High School Musical, <laughs> which is a thing my high school did. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Also, I think Rain should actually be perfect for the role. Like, he's actually a really yeah. good singer. They feel a little bad. Yeah. Because Johnny can't, can't sing very well. Well, the thing is, I think eventually, like, eventually they will they will realize that the real goal is to get back to the normal normalcy. So eventually, Rain, killing Rain is, like, not on the table anymore. Oh, yeah. Maybe Johnny is like, wait, are we still killing Rain? And we're, all the rest of them are like, well, why? Why would we kill Rain? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think maybe Scorpion, like, fights Sub-Zero to try and, like, make him join, but Scorpion loses, and then maybe mm-hmm. Sub-Zero, like, is like, whatever, I don't care about y'all, and he leaves, mm-hmm. but then I, I, one of you said that Bihan, or, uh, Noob, Noob says, like, he's not gonna protect Scorpion in the finals, or something like that, because he's, like, a, a soulless undead monster douche brother. Yeah. And so then, he's the Roderick type character. Mm-hmm. Maybe Raiden overhears the like, 
confrontation between Sub-Zero and Noob, and he's like, like when when Sub-Zero is like betrayed by Noob, and Noob is like, listen, if I get put against you in the combat, I'm going to fucking beat you down. I'm not like, I look out for you, but I'm not going to look out for you during that. And then Raiden yeah. is like, you know, true allies are hard to come by. And Ra- Raiden's like, and you know, Scorpion's kind of cute, you know, <laughs> don't you think? Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, and Sub-Zero's like, uh, how old are you? And he's like, I am many millennia old. <laughs> I think we should definitely have, like, inter- like uh, interspersed, like, scenes of Kronika and Garrus plotting and planning so we learn about, like, her plan to weed out all the little competitors and then have Garrus crush the winner. And this could be, like, super convoluted and ridiculous in the spirit of Mortal Kombat. I think the next thing that should happen is they should try to plan stuff and somehow accidentally discover Kronika's time magic. How would they do that? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm trying to think of, like, where would they be where they would accidentally discover, like, a time device? I don't know how this would work into the tournament, but maybe... The violence is interspersed with actual test taking, mm-hmm. and they're like trying to break into the principal's office to find the answers, and they come across Ooh. like the time travel plot. That's very good. I had a, a thought for how they could discover the the time thing. My idea is like maybe during one of the training fights or practice fights, something goes a little bit too far, and maybe like scorpion or melina accidentally end up killing their like combat partner Mm -hmm. and their combat partner could be someone that chronica has on her team and doesn't want to die and Mm -hmm. so in order to kind of remedy this problem she freaks out and she throws them back in time and actually throws them back to the beginning of the year i don't i guess like they would remember but they would be kind of the only ones to remember this. And now suddenly they're like restarting the, sem- the semester over, like maybe where the, the movie began. And it's like this group of kids who kind of has, you know, experience is gone stuck into in this time loop. Oh, so you're thinking of putting some Groundhog Day spin on it. Would they have to, like, completely relive the rest of the semester? Or is she going to, like, change her mind later and they're going to be, like, flash-forwarded again? Kind of convoluted. <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. okay. I like that. I don't think she has to send them... I don't think she has to rewind time. Mm-hmm. I think what can happen is I think Melina is, like, squared up against, like, a big dumb jock. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe she's squared up against Goro. Mm-hmm. This could be at a point, like, maybe maybe the whole idea is that our losers have been training with each other and, like, highlighting, like, their best skills and what they're good at. And so she, like, Goro's underestimating her. She knows he's underestimating her because he's, like, 12 feet tall and huge and she's, like, a teenage girl. Yeah. And then she ends up killing him because she, like, plays him so hard. Mm-hmm. And Kronika does not like that because Goro's like on her list of people to look out for. Yeah. Maybe like he gets sent to the nurse's office and she like rewinds time on his body to make his body like alive again. But mm-hmm. Goro's not smart. 
Goro fucking brags about it to them. And, like, when they see him walking around again, they're like, what the fuck, Goro? How are you still alive? Molina, like, ripped you in half and bit your brain out. And he's like, yeah, fucking Kronika gave me my body back, bitch. I'm gonna still, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember this. I'm gonna whoop your ass. And then, like, then they're like, why did Kronika rewind time for his body? Why would she do that? And that, like, plants the seeds of, like, doubt in them. Or, like, this plants the seeds of suspicion of Kronika in them. And then that's when mm-hmm. they, that's when they sneak in the vent and then see her plan. Maybe, wait, I liked what Matt said, though, about, like, them trying to get test answers. Maybe one of them, maybe, like, one of them notices, like, one of the teachers writing stuff down about all of the fights. Mm Mm-hmm. And then turning Mm -hmm. it into Kronika, and then they're like, we need to get that and look at it. Do you think all of them are investigating, or just? Um, I think it should be Sub-Zero and Scorpion, and maybe they get, you know, a little stuck. Who knows? (laughs) Well, because they're both ninjas, too. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they sneak in. They see the time plan. They see that that is, you know, Kronika is trying to eliminate them all. And then and then what? I think they should be put in some kind of danger. Like they almost get caught or they do mm. get caught and they become like prime targets for her. Ooh, yeah. Like, I think maybe they get their, like, little, like, sexy rivalry, like, ahead of themselves. And one of them's, like, in the front, and he's, like, telling... Maybe Scorpion's in the front, and he's, like, telling Sub-Zero what's happening. He's, like, no, let me fucking see. And it's, like, a small vent, so, like, he's, like, squishing past. And then they just, like, break it and, like, fall out into the principal's office. Then they get sent to detention. (laughs) (laughs) Time detention. Time detention. They're there forever. Yeah, and it's, like... They're, like, in the Valley of Lost Souls or some shit. Like, it's, like, really... They're, like, in super crazy danger. Yeah. And the others have to get detention, too, to, like, rescue them. Oh, my God. Yes! Garrus puts the other two in detention, and then the other... Oh, my God. That's so good. Okay. So... Wait, they have to do... They have to do some, like, delinquent shit to get detention, though. Like, they gotta do, like, some vandalism. What do our losers do to get into detention then? And I th- oh, I also think that detention should definitely be where Sub Zero and Scorpion tell each other about their feelings. And then mm-hmm. right when everyone gets sent to time detention and they all get there, they get there just as Sub Zero and Scorpion are about to kiss. Yeah. And they totally interrupt them. Oh yeah. Cuz I was thinking they like graffiti some like crude delinquent shit on the side of like goro like giving like multi-handies with his arms since he has four arms so you know oh my god (laughs) something stupid like that that's really good Mm -hmm. and they know that that chronica likes goro because she brought him back to life exactly and that like makes goro extra mad at them Mm mm-hmm and he's like, vice principal, like, pulling on him, like, look what they did. <laughs> yeah. He's like, my star students. <laughs> yeah. Is that going to be all of them or just one of them? Uh, it could be all of them for the sake of time. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. they all kind of seem like dweebs. We don't really have a rebel character. Maybe Melina is the rebel. Yeah, she would probably be the closest to that. Yeah, yeah. A, we don't have, like, an established rebel character. We've got a, a weird horse guy. We've got Melina, who is self-conscious, and we have the theater kid. Well, I think she would be the closest to the rebel character just because she's, mm-hmm. like, the... I, I think she's, like, kind of the strongest. She's the one who 
She's the only one with a fatality under her belt. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Oh, I think she's like outcast goth girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She could be like um, Sam from Danny Phantom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Now, are they being put in detention for the whole year or? Yeah, I don't think they should be in there for necess- like that long. Yeah. Also, I think the others would try to like save them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe once they get out, it's like the the day before finals. Because mm-hmm. like time is like fucked up in that dimension. Yeah. Or <laughs> the detention dimension. Ooh. The detention dimension. <laughs> I mean, could it could it be the kind of thing where they they feel like they're in there for an hour, and once they step out, they realize it's been like two weeks. They're also so... like failing all their classes now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at this point, they don't care because they know about the time stuff. Or at least Sub-Zero and Scorpion know about it. Yeah, and they drop the knowledge on their on their broskies. Do they just get let out just through the kindness of Kronika's heart, or do they... Uh, they get out because she wants them to die in Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she wants Goro to crush them. I thought the others were, like, gonna break them out, though. Yeah. I don't know how we would accomplish this, but my mm-hmm. thought is this detention dimension essentially functions as like a dream within a dream so they can test the laws of this dimension to figure out what the laws of their own dimension are does that make sense maybe they can get glimpses of like the like real life in the detention dimension because it's like this malleable like in between world yeah it gives mm-hmm. them, like, a safe space to figure out, like, what are the rules of these, like, pocket dimensions that Kronika's making, and, like, how can we escape? And so maybe the way that they figure out how to escape this tiny dimension ends up being similar to the way that they escape, like, the the bigger, like, high school dimension that they've been put in. I pictured that they would fight Kronika and, like, beat her. Mm-hmm. and then have some mm-hmm. kind of control over time. But maybe it's something like Kronika in in this timeline only has so much power, and the more she spreads herself thin, the more, like, holes open up that they can jump through. Like, while they're in there, they learn, like, if we can stress Kronika out and, like, you know, really, really test her, uh, her, like, administrative duties during the Mortal Kombat which is something she's like working towards really hard. Maybe then mm-hmm. we can open a time portal big enough for us all to jump in. I like that because that opens up for more high school delinquent shenanigans. <laughs> yes. But during the Mortal Kombat, because I think... Because she has to be throwing people into detention while it's going on. Yeah, <laughs> and then they can like fall right out because whatever they're doing is really like, it's really like testing her. Mm -hmm. i think okay i think like the whole school's like a battleground and Mm -hmm. shit like they have to like partially fight like you know the jocks and stuff yeah but they're also doing shit like changing everyone's grades on the computers to being like all a's or like all f's like bringing down just like stuff that like an actual principal would hate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's the final like battle is that they have to get to different places in the school and do these things while also fighting their way there through like the bullies and stuff. Exactly. That's it's really so silly. good. <laughs> I really like that. It's so fun. So let's let's 
for the sake of time, let's give them like three things that they need, like a trifecta of things they need to do in order to fully stress Chronica out to make a portal that brings everyone back to the real world. I like changing the grades. That's really good. Oh, they should like create an explosion in the science lab. They gotta fuck up the teacher's lounge. That's it. The teacher's lounge has to be like the most dangerous place because like yes. all the teachers are like super crazy, like buff, like yeah, <laughs> roid out, like final boss type dudes. Yeah, Shang Tsung's there. Yeah, maybe yeah, even yeah. Garrus is there. So do they split up and do this, or do they all do this together? So they do this. The time rip happens. They jump through the time rip. And then Sub-Zero they're adults. And Scorpion kiss right before they jump in. Oh. They hold hands as they jump. Yeah. And then is this the point where we see them as adults and they finally fight Kronika? Yeah. And then they they come to back in the real real timeline and they see everyone like appearing around them. We do need the part though where like Scorpion and Sub-Zero are like kind of far apart and then Scorpion goes, "Get over here." And he whips him <laughs> and oh, he yeah. brings him into like the dip. <laughs> you know, like the end of the movie mm. smooch. Sweet. We definitely got this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a recap really quick. Copy. Oh, yeah. Finish him. Our story begins on the first day of school. We see a bunch of Mortal Kombat teenagers. They're all being dropped off by their parents. Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Melina, Motaro... Johnny Cage, Cabal, we're introduced to the to their relationships with each other, you know, the bullies, the jocks, the cheerleaders. We're introduced to the fact that there is a new principal, day one. Her name is Kronika. She is some kind of time goddess, and she has also appointed her own vice principal, Garrus. Everyone kind of doesn't really care, but also is like, who was our last principal again? Nobody knows. It is established that all of the classes have been changed. There is much far less curriculum and way more fighting. Each teacher makes the students fight each other and learn their weaknesses to each other. And in preparation for the far-off finals of Mortal Kombat, the final that will be a giant fighting tournament that they all have to fight in. This goes on for many weeks. Eventually it's midterms and they have a mock tournament where people are fighting each other and they do like sort of a a rehearsal for the actual tournament. Nobody dies, but people are very badly maimed. Scorpion has to fight Sub-Zero and they have a rivalry. Sub-Zero doesn't like Scorpion because Scorpion killed his brother and now his brother is this undead douchebag named Noob Saibot that is like mean to Sub-Zero all the time. They fight. The outcome is very intimate and full of feelings. Ultimately, Scorpion loses. Scorpion is later complaining to Melina that he hates this. He wishes that classes would go back to how they were. He doesn't even want to compete in the Mortal Kombat. He doesn't have a chance. Melina feels similarly. And the janitor, Raiden, overhears this. And he gives them some sage advice to form a team help each other out and learn each other's strengths and weaknesses and how to overcome any foe by working together. They are kind of weirded out by this 
old guy with like lightning eyes and a lightning broom and a hat, but they take it to heart and they decide we should try and team up with some of the other people. But Melina and Scorpion are losers. Scorpion's a weird anime kid and Melina's like a like a, a goth rebel who doesn't like anyone. And so nobody wants to team up with them. All the jocks like Shao Kahn, Goro, and Jax don't care about them. The cheerleaders like Devora and Katana and Sonya don't care about them. And the first person that they're able to get on their team is Cabal. An asthmatic, very fast, sort of burn victim looking dude with hooked swords. He decides he will help them out. He is eager to join eager to make friends and they think all right that's one person and then cabal suggests why don't we get motaro on the team they ask motaro this weird minotaur guy with horns and like a stinger tail who's really into horses he's like so into horses uh they ask him he is eager to make friends as well and then comes the hard part they think of who else could help us out, and they think to the theater program. They think of the most insufferable theater kid they know, Johnny Cage. They then go to Johnny Cage and try to convince him to join their team. Johnny Cage is having none of it, though. He's like, no, 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 I don't need to associate with you nerds. You nerds suck. They eventually convince him to join them by promising to kill the lead in the musical, Rain. Johnny then agrees and joins their team. Scorpion thinks, all right, we've got a team. Melina says, well, we could always use one more. And there is that Sub-Zero kid, and Scorpion is not about this. But Melina says, no, we should do it. They try to get him to join. Sub-Zero absolutely does not have it. He rejects them he you know disses scorpion there's maybe another fight between them sub-zero leaves and goes off on his own goes to hang out with his brother noob cybot and as the losers walk away dejected noob cybot says you know i i know you i know i look out for you a lot but i am not going to have your back in the mortal Kombat. just so you know if i am pitted against you in mortal Kombat." You're going down. Raiden, of course, overhears this and tells Sub-Zero that true allies are hard to find. It's best not to take them for granted. And also to follow your heart, because love is in places you may not expect. Sub-Zero says, what the fuck, you're an old man. But he does realize that he needs to team up with these losers. So he does. He teams up with them and eventually they begin working together. This group of misfits learns each other's skills and tries to help each other out with how to uh, effectively utilize them. They are getting better at fighting at this point. A montage happens, definitely to some, you know, anthemy music. And then there is another fight in class. Melina is pitted against Goro, this huge jock with four arms and a bad attitude. She looks totally outmatched, and Goro definitely thinks she's outmatched. He goes in to kill her, he's gonna beat the shit out of her, but then she gets the upper hand and totally just cuts his head off. Fatality, 
totally eviscerates him and kills him. All the other students are like, whoa, Melina just killed Goro, that's crazy. Students are like whispering in the halls, but Kronika is not happy about this. She takes Goro and secretly turns back time on his body and revives. The losers eventually see Goro in the hall walking around like, wait a minute, whoa, 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 we killed you. Why are you still alive? And he's like, yeah, fucking Kronika brought me back to life because I'm the shit. Watch out during Mortal Kombat, nerds. I'm going to fucking rip you apart. They are put off by this and suddenly very suspect of Kronika. They think, why does Kronika care about Goro? Why is she bringing him back to life? We know people who've died. She hasn't brought anyone else back to life. What is what is what is the case here? So, Sub Zero and Scorpion are tasked with finding out. They are the quietest. They are the sneakiest. They're both the best ninjas of the group, and so they are tasked with going and scouting this out. They are not happy about this. They still don't like each other very much, even though there are secret feelings there for each other. They sneak in through the vents. They look in on the principal's office, and they see that Kronika and Garrus are laying out this plan. They're talking about this plan to get rid of all of the students by killing them all through Mortal Kombat. They are going to bring them to the tournament. They're going to let them kill each other, and whoever wins the tournament is going to get killed by Garrus. That it is revealed why this is the case is that this high school setting, the only world these kids have ever known, is an alternate timeline that Kronika banished them all to. They are actually adults from a different timeline where they were fighting Kronika and they were going to win. And Kronika pulled a Samurai Jack and sent them back to this weird dimension that they now need to get out of. Scorpion is trying to tell Sub-Zero this. Sub-Zero can't really hear it, but he kind of gets the gist. He tries to muscle forward, and they start bickering in the in the vents, and then all of a sudden the vents break underneath them, and they are in the office. Oh no! Garrus points at them and is like, you're going to detention, and Kronika sends them to time detention. They are suddenly in this the detention dimension where they cannot escape. The next day, the remaining losers, they haven't seen Sub-Zero or Scorpion anywhere. And they eventually learn that they are in the detention dimension. And so they hatch a plan. They're like, all right, we need to get them out. There's got to be a way to get them out of detention. But how do we get there? Well, I guess we got to get detention, right? So then they uh, go about misbehaving as much as they can, all culminating in a, in a crude mural of Goro giving multiple hand jobs. Uh, that infuriates Kronika to the point that she sends them all to detention. Meanwhile, in detention, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are talking about their feelings. They talk through this stuff. They talk about, you know, getting to the real world. They eventually become closer. They understand each other a little bit more. And they're about to kiss for the first time when all of a sudden... 
the rest of the losers are sent to the detention dimension and totally interrupt them. They then relay everything that they've learned to each other. They try and think, they try to hatch a plan. How do we stop this? How do we how do we stop the Mortal Kombat? How do we get back to the real world? And then they notice that like all of them being in the detention dimension is straining Kronika. They notice that there are little holes opening up in the detention dimension and they, they surmise that it is putting strain on Kronika and maybe they can use this to get back to the real world. So what they do is they eventually escape the detention dimension entirely. They just escape it just in time for Mortal Kombat. They're only in there a few hours, but weeks have passed. They decide, all right, we need to stress Kronika out as much as possible. What do we do? Let's, let's just fuck shit up in the school. So two of them, Cabal and Motaro, they are charged with going to the computers in the school and changing all the grades. Melina and Johnny are charged with going to the science lab and blowing the shit out of it with explosives and chemicals. Scorpion and Sub-Zero have to go to the teacher's lounge and trash it. And hopefully all of this stress will make a rip in time that is big enough for them all to jump through. So they do this. On the way, Cabal and Motaro run into some of the jocks. There's Goro and Jax and Shao Kahn. They fight them, they get to the, the computers, and they change the grades. Melina and Johnny, they run into the cheerleaders, Devorah, Katana, Jade, Scarlet. They fight them, they get to the science lab, they blow the shit out of it. And Scorpion and Sub-Zero, they get to the teacher's lounge, and the teachers are there. They are powerful. There's Garrus, there's Shang Tsung, there are others. It is an intense battle, but they are able to destroy enough. They break the coffee maker, they eat the teacher's lunch, they unplug the Wi-Fi. The battle with the teachers is ferocious, and Sub-Zero is nearly crushed by Garrus, but Scorpion grabs him with his chain whip and pulls him into him, saying, get over here, and plants a kiss on Sub-Zero's mouth. Just as the time portal opens up, the stress is enormous. Kronika loses control. All of them see the time rip rippling throughout the school. Those who know, jump in. And suddenly, everything goes white. We are now in the real world, and we're seeing Kronika watch as her foes manifest before her, all in front of each other. Scorpion, now an adult, in his like ninja costume with his weapons, look, looks over to see Sub-Zero with ice manifesting around his hands. They both look at each other, they look at Kronika, and they get ready to fight. And that's the movie. Uh, I was a little worried you were not going to say Detention Dimension. Oh, no. Detention <laughs> Dimension is... Second. <laughs> it's too good. I had to say it. Oh, yeah. Big thanks to Chris Kirk for composing our composing and recording our theme song. You can, uh, you can find his Twitter, at Composer Kirk, and his Bandcamp, uh, is composerkirk.bandcamp.com. That's the word. Composer, K-I-R-K, dot bandcamp.com. And big thank you to Brit Sodasjerna, who did our album art. Her Twitter is at artzoid. That's A-R-T-Z-0-I-D. She makes poggers art. Check it out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I've been Cassidy Easton. I'm Matt. I've been Annika. Kronika. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Good night. Good night. See ya.